Hello there, and welcome to a very special Here's Johnny's Reviews. And for this one, over the next several weeks, I shall be putting out my failed second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. As I and my co-host spent a good amount of time on these podcasts, so I thought, why not slap it on this podcast and see what happens. Now, remember, these were recorded several months ago. So and none of the links for the Shocky Horror work. So please don't try to look up on the internet. However, the other links should work. Anyway, enjoy. Hello, it is me, the devil in the blue dress shirt, Johnny T. And no movie is safe from me. Welcome to the Shocky Horror podcast show, the movie review podcast show that nobody asked for, but is getting it anyway with me. As always, is the may I to my Murren, Eric, from his podcast, Two Bearded Losers. Hi, Fufu. <laughs> Hi, Kika. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Tonight, we have one of my picks, the 1990 flop that is Repossessed, starring Linda Blair. I thought Exodus 2 was a fucking low point. <laughs> Dear. Have you seen yeah, Exodus yeah. Yeah, I, she yeah, but she didn't expect to be making repossessed after uh, Exorcist two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Have you Money seen Exorcist man? Yes, that's very true. Have you seen Exorcist two? I've seen Exorcist two once, and mm. it was probably let's see, my daughter's seven. I'm trying to think of like where we lived at the time, you know. Okay, so I probably saw it maybe once six years ago, and I have no desire to return to it. <laughs> and saying that, I'm sure, I'm sure, knowing you, you're gonna make me return to it sometime in the future. Oh no 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 no! This thing's locked away in the, in the basement. Fucking wait to shank oh, me in the God. dark. <laughs> yes, I have, this, yeah, I have this thing on on DVD, and no, never again. This fucking thing is a piece of. Mm. Yeah. What was it? Now? All I remember is Africa and locusts and James Earl Jones yes. in an Exorcist movie. That's it. Yes, James Earl Jones and Richard Burton. Oh, that's uh, right. And some type of weird hypnotizing machine. Yes, um, the weird flashing lights thing and the... Uh, um, hmm, moving on. Yeah. Um, so when did you first see Repossessed? Oh, Jesus. Um, My mom is the one who got me into horror, and she got me into horror like in elementary school. And one of the first movies... <laughs> this sounds bad. One of the first movies she got me to see was The Exorcist. Now, before everyone gets their torches and pitchforks and chases my mom... It was the edited for TV version, so I didn't. There was no crucifix, masturbation, or any of that good stuff, you know, when I was in elementary school. But I saw that, and it was one of the ones that, you know, I, I really enjoyed. We were our huge religious family, so none of that stuff meant anything to me. But as a kid, you know, the possessed by the devil, uh, the tone, you know, just the effects enthralled mm-hmm. me in horror. And then we cut down to, I don't know. Maybe a handful of years later, and we're walking through the video store, and my mom had never heard of Repossessed, and she she knew I liked like the Naked Gun type of movies, you know, like that goofy shit. Yeah. And she said, "Look, there is a Exorcist movie with the guy from uh, Naked Gun." I'm like, "Hey, let's watch it." And I've seen it. I saw it then. I bought it on VHS, sight unseen. You know, there's like maybe ten years in between watched it then and then i probably haven't watched it since <laughs> last night so i've maybe seen it three times <laughs> i'm 38 so three times let's just say within the span of 30 years 
Oh, God. Sadly, it left that much of an imprint on me, we'll say. Oh, God. Sadly, this is one of my favourite Guilty Pleasure movies, because it's Mm. just so bloody bad. But it relishes the fact it's it's terrible, you know? I first saw Mm. this back in 1992 in RE class. Do you have an RE class in America? What would RE class be? RE, uh, Rogers Education. I have no idea what that is. Religious education, it basically tells us about... Oh, religious uh, education. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no uh, religion in our schools here. It was a no, well, okay. Anyway, I, I watched an RE in 1992 after the complete, and I do mean complete, disaster of watching The Exorcist at Christmas, the the Christmas before. Jesus. Yeah, I kid you not, we had this old nun who was having none of it, and she wanted to fire from the school, so she, she got hands mm-hmm. on the full uncut Exorcist. And showed oh, it to us. And we were about, uh, what was he, 92, 13? Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God. Um, we got to the, where was it? We got to, and she put the tape off after somebody mm-hmm. complained. I think it was the Masturbating Crucifix. Mm-hmm. And she put it off. It was a bloody disaster. So, yeah, so that was a complete, uh, she was fired unceremoniously. <laughs> I would um, think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was replaced by this atheist. Uh, why is an atheist teaching religious, uh, religious education? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his whole stick was mocking Christianity and mo- mocking the Catholic Church and such. So he put on, like, Repossessed and various other stuff. And I remember vaguely watching Annex, uh, Annex Files episodes about mm-hmm. the Catholic Church. Uh, I think it was season two. Um, and I think that's my first actual watch the X-Files. <laughs> anyway, moving on. On to Fearful Fortnite. What did you watch between podcasts? I actually have a nice-sized list this time uh, compared to last week. Um, let's see here. I wrote down, I watched Near Dark, the vampire movie with uh, Bill Pack. Well, basically the cast of Aliens, you know, Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen. Uh-huh. Um, hadn't seen that in, God, years. Still really enjoy... The vampires part don't care too much for the you know the lovey-dovey um, vampires in love with the human thing. We got that later in Twilight. Um, <laughs> um, I did introduce my daughter to the two live-action Adams Family movies. I still really enjoyed them, and she loved the hell out of them. Okay. Let's see here. From the the DVD you sent me where I could watch Repossessed. Yeah, thanks a lot. I watched uh, my best my best friend is a vampire. I appreciate the tone of it as one of those goofy, campy 80s teens movies, but that was a bit rough for me to get through, like with the jokes. Um, it yeah. dragged on a, a lot. Yeah, as I says, that is a piece of fun 80s trash. You know, just watch it and forget about it sort of thing. Uh, yeah, what that's I, basically what it was. I, I put it out in the background. I tried to watch as much as I could, and what I did see, I'm like, yeah, I'll wait till Repossessed is next. Yeah, yeah, true. I should explain, I bought a four-pack DVD off eBay, and the guy insured me it was Region 2, and it wasn't, it was Region 1, so I couldn't play it, so I sent it to my little co-host, and he now enjoys the yep. four movies. <laughs> yep. Well, there's there's a couple more movies on that that I'm, very, I'm at least very interested in seeing. Um, was it uh, Slaughter High, and then... Oh, Jesus. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. But we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll talk about those later. Um, a <laughs> few more. A few more I got written down. Um, Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard. Oh, God. Oh, it, it's it's just as bad as it sounds. Mm-hmm. But 
it's worth watching at least one time just to see the type of performances all the adult actors put in, either over the top with Clint Howard or basically no effort at all by Jan Michael Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a scene where Jan Michael Vincent is walking out of an insane asylum and they, he's being attacked by the inmates and he's just basically just shrugging them off and walking and, you know, mm-hmm. the same speed the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I watched that too a fortnight ago. I forgot to mention it on a fear for fortnight. And Jan Michael Vincent as a guy from Airwolf, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And he's just going, la da dee la da dum These insane mm-hmm. people are attacking him. And I believe his partner is Stephen uh, McQueen, I believe. Or something to do with the McQueen family. That I have no idea. I, I know Olivia Hussey was in it. She, she yes. was pretty funny with her with her uh, take on her character. Um, yes. But yeah, Jan Michael Vincent with zero effort at all. At all. Just It had me laughing for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And Clint Howard's over-the-top acting with the swirling eyes, which I love. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm interrupting you. Sorry. No, that's fine. I only got a few more. I, ha- I watched Horns, the Daniel Radcliffe movie based on the Joe Hill book where he's try- he's he's framed for the murder of his girlfriend. And then he wakes up one day after a drunken bender and he's got a- he's got horns growing out of his head. And it's uh, helping him learn the secret desires of everybody in town while he tries to solve the murder. It was directed by um, Alexandra Aja. You're uh, the director of your favorite uh, Piranha movie, the remake, the, the fun trash one. <laughs> yes, the good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not the terrible three double D one. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> A couple more. I, I finally saw Three from Hell, the the sequel to uh, to uh, The Devil's Rejects. I won't spoil anything for people since it's brand new, but I love, absolutely love Devil's Rejects. This one was. It was a disappointment because of how much I loved Rejects, but I was still entertained. It could have probably chopped off a good half hour, but... And then just yesterday I saw Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and I thought, honestly, I really, really enjoyed it. It's it's one one take on the character. Don't expect anything from the comics. It's just their own idea of how he became the Joker, and I thought it was great, to be honest. I really, really enjoyed it. I would definitely see it again. Okay. Hell of a lot better than Ice Cream Man, I'll say that. (laughs) <laughs> well, it would be hard. I actually attempted to watch that bank. I'll wait until blurry sort of thing, because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than going to a cinema and having teens talking through stuff. It's like, would you shut the fuck up? Also, mm-hmm. I heard it's a bit disappointing, so eh, I'll hold back. For me personally, I watched both House and Roger Road movies, the 80s one, which we'll leave for a moment, and the, what was it, early noughties, I believe, with... Carrie Fisher and her eye-swirling performance, which I loved. Oh, no. Just so bad. I watched some episodes of the Swamp Thing TV series, which is eh, mediocre. Uh, I watched Scream 1 and 2. Uh, sorry, uh, 2 and 4, rather. If randomly. <laughs> that's uh, because you don't want to rewatch 3, that's for sure. No, no, I don't. No, no. 2 is my personal favourite, because it's the first one I saw in the cinema. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it was one of the first horrors I actually saw in the cinema. <laughs> And four is just, well, mm, moving on. <laughs> and then I watched one of my favourite musicals, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I'm tempted to make you watch. But <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm up for it. I have no problem. I, I, I've never seen it, and I do have a copy of it on DVD. So. Okay, then. Okay, then. And I watched one of your favourite movies, Ruben and Ed, um, <laughs> which started a little bit of a tiff with us um, over Twitter. Because I was going, just because it's got 
funky music and an off the wall actor doesn't make a, a a good movie sort of stuff. And we had a little disagreement because he goes, no, 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 this is the whole point. It's it's an arty mm-hmm. uh, movie, and I'm going, eh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't completely sold. This is the first hey. time I watched this thing, so. It's it's definitely not for everybody. It's basically for a big time Crispin Glover fan, you know, because you know he's going to be playing these weird characters. I will put you on the spot though, because in the last couple podcasts you've watched two movies that I've talked about. Which is worse, Reuben and Ed or Hamburger the Motion Picture? Oh, Hamburger. Yeah. Okay. Oh, All right. I mean, Reuben and Ed always has artistic style behind it. Hamburger is just trash, you know. Okay. I mean, I, I I am happy with that answer. Mm. I mean, I even I have even watched your pet whipping boy movie, mm-hmm. Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> now that thing is like, oh my god! Have you ever seen Clockwork Orange? Well, the the strap mm-hmm. Alex to the chair and with eyes opening. Uh, you have to do it to me in order to watch that bloody uh, Uncle Sam again because that's just fucking terrible. <laughs> but anyway, back to this movie. I couldn't yep. find much information on this at all. Nothing much. All I could find out was this won a Razzie for Worst Song in 1990, and it was released one month after Exodus 3, which is why it tanked, allegedly. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think it just tanked because it was crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, I, I get the fact that this is supposed to be a complete parody piss take, like um, Aeroplane and, and Pussycat being such a naked gun, but mm-hmm. this thing just fails it just flops i mean but i'll leave that to my review at the end of this thing so what about some spooky soup it's time for a real head spinner of a parody oh, god that line is terrible but it's not any worse than anything that was in the movie though oh, well, that's true uh with an unknown budget never a good sign this thing oh. pulled in a woefully pathetic 1.4 million ouch wow the cast, Linda Blair, Leslie Nielsen, Ned Beatty, Anthony Stark, Jesse Ventura, and Mean Gene Oakland. The direct- <laughs> oh, I love you too. The director, Bob Logan. The plot, 17 years after her exorcism, a woman has problems with the devil after his spirit float of the TV. It's down to a young local priest to deal with the devil himself. Things go from bad to worse when a shyster couple, the Wellers, want to televise it at te- television. No, televise the exorcism. I can't fucking speak. Can the young priest and an old priest fight the devil on live TV? What will happen to the little dog? Foo-foo. Will the Catholic Church let this happen? Find out here. And all I can say is, bye, foo-foo. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get the foo-foo, that's for sure. Oh, yes. Foo-foo and Kit Kat. Oh, God. Uh, let me see. The first thing I've got in my notes here, the exorcist opening parody is spot on. Oh, I I love the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, I I love the I, I love the 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 over the top um demon voice that they mm-hmm. used. It, it's it's basically you know Linda Blair trying to sound scary, but it was really fun. To be honest, I love uh the at least how it's going to start. I mean, you you you're, you you you're already in this movie. No one's going to be a parody, but it at least seems. Like it's going to be fun with this. Um, I think this is probably one of the the, the best scenes of the whole movie, sad to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I mean, Linda Blair sounds like she's been chain smoking forty a day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like God. anyway. We're introduced to Father Jebediah, Father, Father, even Jebediah, may I? 
played by the late great Leslie Nielsen. If you don't know who he is, shame on you. He's the star exactly. of Naked Gun movies, Airplane, Police Files, etc., etc., etc. I mean, the guy's a bloody comedy icon for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. So do your research. <laughs> That's right. Although I must say, the pratfall he does down the stairs is just a tad much. <laughs> you know what? I actually really enjoyed it because you know he. What, what, what it is, is he defeats the demon, and then mom goes in and, you know, oh, whatever the character's name, you're okay. And then you hear the demon yell Father May I's name, and he falls down the stairs, and it's this, it's this what, really good five five to ten second of just him rolling down the stairs, tumbling down the stairs, different positions. And mm-hmm. what got me going is, I know the joke goes on a little long, but it's just Leslie Nielsen's, like, vo- uh, vocals, just, ooh. Oh, 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 just so over the top, and I was I was laughing out loud at this part of the movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the part fall just it's only gonna go to about two minutes. Would you say two, three minutes? It goes on for, yeah. but it just yeah. goes on. It goes from okay, this is not funny to okay, this is now funny again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, on to the titles, the cartoon titles, which I miss. Why don't Lord of movies have cartoon titles anymore. I mean, so it was Love a thing them. of the 80s, you know? Mm-hmm. With the um, hit song and that fucking earworm song, Repossessed, sung by Cindy Valentine. That is a fucking earworm and a half, that song. It's like, re, 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 repossessed, I don't want to be around it. Oh, shit like that. I mean, that song. You know, the, as, as shitty as it is, the, the, it does what it's supposed to do because it gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Because one of, the, one of the only things I remembered from, you know, the two other times I've ever seen this movie was uh, the stupid theme song. And when I knew when I was at work knew and okay, this weekend we're going to do repossessed. I'm not going to lie. I was uh, singing the, the harmony part of, of repossessed and or the chorus of repossessed. I'm like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. It's a catchy song. As stupid as it is, it did its job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must've seen this movie about 20 times. So I've got this thing memorized. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, God almighty. Oh, no such a So a little title card pops up 17 years later at the University of California of Chicago. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now elderly Mei is telling a group of students the story of the the, the um, exorcism and spot Willie Garson on the front row as an early student pre-Sex in the City. <laughs> Yeah, I love how uh, the the, um, the the one thing about this movie it is in the t- in the tone of like the Naked Gun. A lot of these jokes are visual, mm. so you got to pay attention. Like I wrote down, I did like the joke that uh, the class that he's given is Miracles 101, mm-hmm. and then it said uh, next next week Morton Downey Jr. And then it scrolls past to like the other part of the sign that says this sign has basically has no bearing to the rest of the film. You don't need to read this. <laughs> Thank you for reading it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, at least the jokes in this are ridiculous. I mean, there's, there's a mm-hmm. busty blonde at the front of the uh, class and she's got a really short velvet uh, purple dress on and she's pulling mm-hmm. it up and pulling it up and, and he goes, young lady, could you pull down your dress? And she pulls down the top of the dress and her boobs are exposed and gee, yeah. um, it, yeah, you know what? Those are. I'm trying to think about it. Those are probably the first breasts I've ever seen in a movie. Um, that's probably right. Another reason why this, this is such a memorable scene to me. Mm. But the funny thing is, is um, remember I told you in the beginning where I first saw Repossessed. My mom mm-hmm. didn't even hear it before, so I'm watching this movie with my mother at probably age eight or nine, and boom, that's what we see in the first five minutes. 
Mm, well, it's a real, a real natural breast, not bloody fake silk and things. So. Yeah. Oh no, no, this was like 1990. This is when you know before women really started chopping them up. They, they looked really yeah. nice. Yeah, true, true. Which brings me to my little question here: Which version did you watch? I found there's two of them. There's a PG version and there's a 15 version. Uh, well, this is uh this was uh the one from America, so this was the PG version. Because apparently the differences are the boobs. If you see boobs, it's the 15 version. If you don't see boobs, it's cut. <laughs> oh well, there were there were boobs right there on, on my TV, so I must yeah. see the that one then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so. there's 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 plenty of nudity in this movie. Oh yes, there's a, there's a bit later on where uh, Mei is in the gym and the door swings past and there's a couple of chicks sitting there with the breast hanging out, and I'm mm. going, how did they guess this is a PG? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. Anyway, on to Nancy Aglet, played by, sorry, former Reagan. Get the joke. Mm-hmm. Nancy Reagan. Anyway, played by Jeez. Linda Blair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a thinker right there. <laughs> <laughs> played by Linda Blair of such classics as Airport 75, Roller Boogie, Hell Night, Grotesque, and The Chilling. What else is she doing? Why making split pea soup, of course. <laughs> what else is she making? I mean, oh dear, oh dear. Now, see, that was that. Now, I wrote that down too. That was I like the split pea gag because you got the bratty kids yelling. They're watching TV and mom, what's for dinner? And then she says, oh, I don't know, like pork chops and mashed potatoes. And then she turns around. She's got this big giant pot and this shit eating grin saying split pea soup. And then you hear in the background, you hear a dun dun dun. <laughs> she looks around like she heard the music and then she goes back to her grin, like looking at the kids. So, yeah, the, the fourth wall is it. completely smashed in this movie. I mean, oh, God. Leslie Nielsen looks at the camera. Oh, yeah, because we forgot to mention that when he, um, in the very beginning after he falls down the stairs. And yeah, uh, the devil oh. says, I'll be back. He's like, oh. And then he looks right at the camera and goes, Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the fourth wall is brutalized in this movie. Anyway, on mm-hmm. to said kids. Ned, played by Benji Thaw, um, star of the Homer Bound movies, and Frida, played by what the hell was that? Dove Del- Delios, <laughs> who never rocked again. Can we say nineties brats? I mean, for crying out loud, these two. I wanted to smack the shit out of these two. Yeah. They were just annoying. a typical uh, annoying, obnoxious brother and sister always fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And the clothes, can we say, late 80s, early 90s clothes? I mean, tie-dye t-shirts and such. It's like, oh, for crying out loud. And finally, we meet husband Braden, played by Tom Sharp. And he's pretty bland in this movie. He does pretty much mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, uh, dear, oh dear. Yeah, there's nothing really to uh, to discuss about the, uh, her family at all. They're, they're, they're just there to move the plot along. There's a couple good jokes like with the kids. I like the I like the conversation um the daughter has. Why can't I change my last name? You know, because I don't like it. And he's like, and he, the dad says, well, well you know, the mother, actually. yeah, okay. The mother says, well, <laughs> sort of that, that's uh how a person a person's last name back in the old days was what they did. And she said, oh, like I don't know, John Baker baked bread and stuff like that. And then the the, the son says, well, what did John Hancock do? And then so they just give him this weird look. So that's all they do. They, they're there to serve the purpose for a little bit of lame jokes, and then that's it. You don't really give a shit about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, person would have cut the family out. But moving on. So after dinner, they sit down to watch Ernest and Fanny Ray Weller, played by Ned Beatty, star of the first two Superman movies of the 70s. 
and at 1990s Captain America, I'm coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got schlocky written all over it. And Lana Schwab, who plays Fanny Ray, she's never worked again, apparently. So hmm. I'm guessing they're a party of the religious Bible nuts you have or had in America on TV, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, dude, in the 80s, these, these guys were everywhere. Like, she, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be like, uh, Tammy Faye Baker, who was huge, huge uh, at that time, and then I don't remember what her husband's name was, but yeah, that's basically who she's a parody of because she she wore like the two pounds of eye makeup just like the character here. So and she had like the short curly hair, so it's a direct rip of her. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. okay. I've always wondered who this who this vanity was supposed to be based off of. So that's interesting to know. And all I can say is, ha, foo foo, you little shit. <laughs> oh man the, the whole the whole she carries a dog around and it's fufu and then mm-hmm. something happens to fufu and then but the rest of the movie she's carrying around a cat and then she oh, says God. she needs to do a wardrobe change and grabs mm-hmm. a another dog out of the closet it's it's a it, I, it, it's a gag that could have been funny but i think it just fell flat too Mm, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that every time they go anywhere, the audience is right there with them. <laughs> you know, it's yes, like, ah, because I'm, yeah, that, that's great. Even like when I think they're in like the they're in a limousine or something, she mentions Fufu, and then you see it cut back to the crowd, like at the at the church or the TV show, and they say hi, Fufu. So that was that was a fun joke, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving this thing along, Nancy changes the channel using a clicker, and yes, folks, this thing is fucking that old. It actually has a clicker remote. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't work, however, so she has to get up and change it manually. And she's possessed by the devil, as it just flies out the TV and smacks on the eyes, and she's now possessed. Which makes her head spin, and she spews spot pea soup. And all I can say is, Mom's got PMS! You know... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that is another running joke. They're wondering what's wrong, and the the, the son just says, "Oh, it's just PMS." And mm. they, it says like three or four times, "No, I'm pretty sure it's PMS." She's possessed by the devil. No, I'm pretty sure it's PMS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's utterly ridiculous. She then goes to the hospital to see a doctor and cue two eye rolling jokes that I swear to God make your head spin. The first one oh. is. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. This yeah. whole this whole sequence is definitely you have to pay attention to get any of the mm. jokes. Yeah, the first one is are you getting off as a woman goes down on a man in an elevator or a lift? Mm-hmm. Ah, dear God. And the second one of is I've had a couple of cases of flu, Justin, as a guy carries past two cases with flu written on it. Oh, the visual gags. Oh my God. Yeah, I, the couple I the couple I noticed like this one's an audio gag, but as she's walking in, you hear Doctor Fingers, please report to proctology. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one where where I didn't expect this. Like some guy is driving forward and he goes over those those spikes on the ground. You know the mm-hmm. severe tire damage ones. He goes over. He goes forward and then his wife says, "Oh, I forgot my purse or something." And he drives back and you expect his tires to pop, but instead tires fall from the sky and like slam all over him and his wife in the car. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that one of the tires just rolls into the scene with Wonder Blood walking past. <laughs> like what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just. Um, what's the other thing? Uh, oh, yes, the, the arm replacement thing. And it, it was a wrestler. <laughs> that got to laugh at me, actually. Yeah, that, that one was funny. Uh, uh, someone had his arm amputated, and then he had a a, uh, a donor arm from a pro wrestler. And as the doctor walks around out, out of the room, the donor arm starts beating the shit out of the guy. So that, that one was kind of funny, just based <laughs> yeah. on the guy's physical comedy. Yes, that was quite funny. Uh, so the doctors, all bearded, of course, because they're Jewish. Okay, then. <laughs> 
including the woman. Including the woman, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, including the woman. Why bearded, uh, anyway, are all stumped to have no idea what's wrong with Linda Blair? Okay then, that joke doesn't go anywhere. Nope. Uh, so she goes to a church to seek spiritual guidance, and I don't get this North soldiered guy. What was that all about? I didn't get that either. I mean, I'm going, this must be an American thing in the early 80s, I'm guessing, about the whole... Oh, whatever. Moving on. Mm-hmm. And cue an introduction to Father Luke Brophy. A Brophy, even. Played by Anthony Stark, who I knew from Return of the Killer Tomatoes and Licensed to Kill. He's the young, unsure priest that Jason Miller played in The Exorcist. I, I thought I remembered him from somewhere. It could be from... He was, like you said, it was probably from uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. He was the lead, I believe. Yeah, well, one of the leads, yeah. Yeah, because the other one yeah, was... Yeah, the, the one that's not George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, was I da, 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 da. oh, yes. She leaves him a note in the um, tip thing, and he calls Nancy. Uh, she puts him to go over to visit her ASAP, and there's a visual joke with the telephones. And she just puts the, the phone down, and she puts and hangs up the telephone for him. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Oh, I love... This is another thing that I always remember, because I, I love this gag. And they're doing the split screen where she's at her home on the phone, and he's in his office or his bedroom or whatever. And um, they have their conversation, and he's like, okay, I'll be right over. And he forgets to hang the phone up. So you see the split screen. She, again, breaks the fourth wall, walks over into his mm-hmm. his room, and hangs the phone up for him. I, I love it. What is the address again? 269 Sex Drive? It's like, oh, God. I will say I do like the gag. Um, when he gets the note from Linda Blair, a, a nun walks in who's who is sister brothers. <laughs> yeah, sister brothers. Yeah. Oh, and she gives him the the uh, she gives him the note. She says, "Father, there was a note with your name on it, and it literally is the words your name." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, some of the jokes are quite clever, but some of the jokes are real clunkers. Um, yeah, like there's there's one where he, where before he got the 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 call from uh, Linda Blair, he's reading a book called Believe in Yourself by Charles Manson. Mm. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So she's now, she's now dressed in a blue dress because mm-hmm. there's a joke later. Yep. She shows shows him her, her see uh just again uh, can't fucking speak. She's now dressed in a blue dress because the joke is later. She then shows him her papal seal of exorcism and then attacks him with dead mob helping the priest as. <laughs> <laughs> she's then tied down to the bed exorcist style <laughs> she's like yeah oh, god i gotta say as annoying as a little boy is he has all the best lines from the family <laughs> yeah mom's humping the priest is one of the best lines of the movie oh god she then gives him a little head ah uh, she spits out a small rubber head of leslie nielsen after he tries to starve to death with the catholic church has a billion followers yeah so does Wheel of fortune <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that joke yeah, and what I what I liked is what we we didn't mention is as um the movie's cutting back and forth between what's going on and then Leslie Nielsen at the at the class and he gets the she gives him a little head and it's, it's like you said the head of Leslie Nielsen and we cut to Leslie he's like I never thought that looked like me it looks more like Phil Donahue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched news that joke on two other movies and use it in Naked Gun two and a half and thirteen a third I believe <laughs> the yeah, whole be, Phil Donahue yeah, joke. Yeah, I was in 33 and a third because I think Weird Al was beat up and had his, his tuck stolen. He's like, <laughs> beat up by a lady and a man who looks like Phil Donahue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what was I now? Yeah, I, I love that movie. It's just so oh, so bad, but so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
After this, he goes to visit Father May I at his retirement home for actors and retired exorcists. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. And by the way, I went to a Catholic school up until I was eight, and nuns are that fucking bitchy. Because are I should... they really? Oh, yeah, good God, yeah. I get my knuckles wrapped dozens of times. Crying out yeah. loud. It was, oh, you have to do this. You have to do your penance and all that stuff. And you have to do your, your Hail Mary's and all that And you have to do confession. I'm eight. I'm not going to confess for crying out loud. Oh, Which is why I got thrown out of Catholic school. Because I, I questioned so much. <laughs> <laughs> so cynical at eight. Yay. I actually asked them if God is everywhere. Uh, even in a in a twig. Why would I have to go to church? Hmm. And they kicked me out of school for that. <laughs> now, don't you question us. <laughs> don't you question what's in the Bible. Psh. Uh, moving on, may I tells Father uh, Luke he no longer has the strength to fight the devil, therefore he must do it because after all, Luke, may the faith be with you. <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah, that one, that that was pretty lame. The, the mm. whole Star Wars thing, but whatever. I, when you find out his name's Luke, you know for a fact they're gonna throw in a Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the fact that Wes Nelson has a feather duster and hits him with the the dust and it goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he walks past that like a blind thing, and he has like the the finishing blinds part on his face. Mm-hmm. I'm going, what the fuck? All that for one visual gag? Yeah. Oh, dear, oh dear. So with that, Luke goes to his church, hires uh, who grant him permission to perform the exorcism after Ernest and Fanny Ray talk him into it. That priest is Father Crosby, played by John Ingo of General Hospital fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Q Fufu's death. Death even as Ernest throws his red ball into a wood chipper and bah foo foo. <laughs> <laughs> that was great because you did they did the whole high foo foo, she's gone, and then as the limo drives around the corner, you just hear them go, Bye foo foo. Oh god. That dog was one of the most annoying dogs ever. I mean for crying out loud. But anyway, moving on. I love the fact that the what was it a uh, financial advisor? What was it the word in the street is your ministry is history? And it's got oh, on the street, your ministry of history. I'm like, oh, God, the visual gags. Uh, because mm-hmm. he was, what was he doing? Playing around with choir boys or something like that. I'm like, okay then. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Mm. Moving on, right on. Ernest sells the idea of a live exorcism to a network. I'm guessing Fox. <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd be the first to jump on that. Mm. Good God, yeah. Yeah, and cue a working out montage with Jake Steinfeld. Who the hell is Jane Stein, uh, Jake rather, Steinfeld? Jake, Jake Steinfeld, he was one of those fitness gurus that was on all those on infomercials at like 2 in the morning here in America. He was pretty popular for, I don't know, a couple years. He was an actor because he's, he's the cab driver in uh, Coming to America. He's done a couple TV shows. But, yeah, he was just a fitness guru, kind of like, you know, Tony Little, who you know of for, like, a couple of years and then just disappears off the face of the earth. Mm, okay, then. Okay, then. And, of course, we have a gay stereotype as the gym bunny with the, well, hi, sailor. So, sailor, he, I'm a priest, I think I'm a sailor. So, and, of course, what is it? I need a man. I'll get you on, honey. He's mine. Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he says, I get your own. And then he's walking around. He basically, he takes like one huge bite off of a banana. and Yeah, he beats oh, a banana. Yeah, yeah. Every, basically, every gay st- male stereotype you can think of was thrown into that character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But moving on, all score to pump up the jam as mm-hmm. the chick with the exploding boobs. And I swear to God, that's the boyfriend in the gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> the paper boy on exercise bike. These chokes are lame. I you mean, know what? I actually, I actually liked, I liked the paper boy because I'm gonna, I wrote it down. I said from when, when you go from when Nancy's strapped to the bed, the whole Luke trying to get trained thing, I really didn't like it all. Ned Beatty saves the movie. Um, but the only jokes, um, like during this whole montage was that I laughed at was the paper boy. And what it, what the joke is with that is, you know, the three of them are on these exercise bikes. You got Luke is on one and then you got father may on next to him and he's got a biking helmet on cause they're going so fast. And then right mm-hmm. to the right of father may is just this little old timey paper boy chucking papers, mm-hmm. you know, off into the distance. And then eventually Leslie Nielsen's bike takes off. And then the paper boy just chucks a uh, paper right at Luke and hits him in the head. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was yeah. a welcome visual gag from a really huge bunch of lame ones. Oh, I forgot the whole uh, heart monitor thing, the watch on the wrist. Oh, God. With the heartbeat thing, if it goes fast, you have a heart attack. And mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen is a um, confused priest. But every time he sees boobs, his heart rate races in. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. God. The, the worst joke for that one was the bloody dog with the thing on its, oh, on God. its, on its leg. Oh, that was just ridiculous. Where Leslie Nielsen is dressed head to toe in pink spandex, of course. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> that was funny. And they're doing, what the hell were they doing? The, I don't know how they're they're, they're bent over and like they're on all fours and they're doing, I guess, leg lifts. Oh, was that I what guess I was right? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. So the dog gets excited and it has a sort of bleeping heart thing. It's like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the second boob shot as the swinging doors in a gym. What the fuck? Yep. Big cloud of steam and there's a couple of chicks with their tits hanging out. So, mm-hmm. yay. <laughs> what can I say about yay? On to the TV studio as it has a red carpet event. Now, if they really wanted to push this joke, shouldn't it have Joe Roberts on the carpet interviewing people? You know? Well, maybe maybe back in 1990 or 91, whenever this came out, Joan Rivers still had quote unquote class and was too big to do repossessed. When was she kicked off of of the Tonight Show? Oh um, God, I don't. know. It could have been a right around this time. I don't know. But so, they did have that. They did have that fun Sean Penn joke where, hey, here's Sean Penn. It's just a bunch of reporters getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, and all I can say is, hello, Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. Everyone say hi, Kit Kat. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Inside, Nancy is ruled out on the TV set, still tied to the bed. Ernest starts his <clears throat> exorcism. And Q um, celebrity cameos, including Jack LaLanne, Willie George, Wally George himself, and Mean Gene Oakland and Jessica Tour are doing WWF-style commentary, which I actually liked. Ray. Oh, yes, they, they were fantastic. I'm so glad that they kept them in this movie for so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although who the hell is is Wally uh, Wally George? I mean, no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know who half these people were until Mean Gene and Jesse showed up. Because mm-hmm. there's a guy that looks identical to Donald Trump. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he did, didn't he? He had the hairdo, he had the tie, he had the suit, and he had the shit and grin. Who the hell was he? I mean, <laughs> and Jack Lillane, I'm guessing he was the old fitness guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, let me see where it was. I've got a frankly terrible song sung by Fanny Ray, uh, which she'll send the devil back to hell its fucking self. The devil has mm. enough of these two and turns Ernest and Fanny Ray into a panto horse. Which was... You know, I'll, I'll say this. I, up until that stupid ass song that Fanny Ray sings, 
I love the whole montage of Ned Beatty trying to cast the devil out of of Linda Blair um, because they 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 don't believe her at all. They, no. they think it's it's all fake. So they have their special effects guys rocking the bed, and they have a big wind machine turn on blowing everything in their face. And I'll tell you what, Ned Beatty, he's he he knows what he's in, and he saves uh-huh. this movie. He is. You would think Leslie Nielsen would be the star. In my opinion, I think it's Ned Beatty because I am watching this movie every time, every second he's on screen. Just, just either him, you know, being the quote-unquote uh, minister or him shit-talking Fufu and his wife, or just I, I love that whole scene, that whole sequence before they return to that stupid fucking horse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think Leslie Nielsen works with this entire movie. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just a paycheck movie. This is not oh, the yeah. actual. He he has no he puts in you can tell he he puts in no effort into this and that's pretty disappointing. Mm, yeah yeah I mean think about it but this was 1989 this was filmed to release in 1990 so that was mm-hmm. after Airplane and Airplane Two and then Naked Gun and then Naked Gun you know Naked Gun Two and a Half was 1992 and always he must have had like six or seven surefire hits but so mm-hmm. by the time 89 rolled around he must have been a bit tired out so yeah paycheck. Anyway, yeah, um, you can tell. Oh, good God, yeah, you can tell he was not in this thing at all. So the devil takes over the TV studio. She tries to jump from the bed into the camera to possess as many souls as humanly possible. So Luke asks for every holy person for help and cue the terrible song Chasing the Devil, which I think won the Razzie. So, oh, God. And God, that ter- song is terrible, where the devil is now free from from the restraints and is in a golf cart running around the TV stand. <laughs> I love this whole sequence. Ever that's another thing. You know what? Once Linda Blair gets free from the bed, she's so much fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. She she re- I think I think I think I don't know. If, I think the reason why she did this movie was because she's just known for you know from The Exorcist. Because who else has really seen Hell Knight or all those other movies that I've never heard of that you said in the very beginning? Mm-hmm. And she's just you can tell she's having a blast. She knows this is a stupid fucking parody, and she's just she's having fun and. I was really digging it. Like when she's on top of the giant uh, satellite dish and she just, she's eating up the, the scenery here. Yeah. Freeze, puke face. Not mm-hmm. really. It was fixed. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look, to look up. There's a movie I saw about six or so months ago with Linda Blair and, and it's a blatant ripoff of Exorcist, but she's not possessing it for this and I can't remember for the life of me the name of a bloody movie. So give me a second and I'll look this up. As this is going to be edited out. So yay. Mm. <laughs> uh, da, 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 what the fuck? Oh, sorry, I missed the A. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 uh, my Linda Blair filmography is not very good. So I know we're from basically this. Um, Exorcist 1 and 2. Never saw Hell Knight. And I know she did a bunch of like lesbian prison riot type movies back in the 80s too so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean her career's a bit of a one hit then it's down and it's one hit then it's down sort of scenario mm-hmm. uh, let me see what was that bloody movie it was some 70s made for tv piece of garbage the one um, where she was like a teen alcoholic I, there's there's that one so i think it's called summer of fear it could that be was 78 79 it was out and it was fucking awful um yeah, like I say, yeah, the, the, the movie she done, she done after Exorcist was like, okay then, I mean, 
dear, oh dear, moving on, back to this bloody well movie. Uh, that's going to be fun to edit up a bit together, but who, who gives a rat? So I think I should leave it in, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Da, da, da. Oh yes, the whole event show up, including Father May I. I love the fact the priest, uh, the, the priest, the Pope is in that Pope mobile thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have, what was it, camels and all sorts of like... Oh, you got you got everybody in there. You got, you got uh, Buddhas, you got uh, the Pope, you got uh, I think there's a Native American Indian thrown in there because I know I saw someone with a headdress on. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got witch doctors and God knows what. So it is yeah. on two priests versus the devil. Round two. Oh, God, can I be anywhere camping up one there? <laughs> <laughs> and don't make me laugh, my skin will crack. I use that line to this day. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a good line. I love it. Like I said, Linda yeah. Blair is really fun in this mm-hmm. last yeah. half, last, last part of the movie. Yeah, I think the whole. This whole movie is actually balanced off this whole bed scene because the rest mm-hmm. of it is just eh. I mean, there's yeah. one or two decent jokes, but this thing steals the whole show, the whole bed routine. And then, and then <laughs> when, when you know the icing on the cake is you know when they're fighting, you got Mean Gene and Jesse Ventura doing commentary. Jesse mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. an illegal move." And yeah, uh, it's the, my favorite. The, my favorite line is like, like Mean Gene says, "Oh, she says something like, oh yeah, she's got nice tits, sure, but not a face you'd want to wipe your feet on.'" You've had a back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, seeing that when I was a kid, hearing Mean Gene say the word tits, that blew my mind, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Oh, I forgot to mention the Rocky training montage with Father May I. Oh, God, punching this the rubber chicken and making up the, what was it, spot pea egg thing? What the hell that thing was? Yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a raw egg and holy water he put in a blender, I think. Oh, right, right. Is that what it was? I yeah, and then he, I, I love how he's doing like the sign of the cross on himself, sped up, mm-hmm. and he's putting like his Bible in a Rambo uh, lunchbox. So I love that scene. That was fun. Yeah, true, true. After watching it on TV, and he's, he puts like a diving helmet on his head so he can't watch it, and he puts a yeah. pill over his face and cut me on his ears and all that stuff. Then he had enough is enough, and he goes to, to save Luke. So he arrives at TV, the TV studio, and Mayo. Uh, Mayo? May I even <laughs> throws up over Nancy with what else? What else? Chickpea soup. <laughs> and that is just disgusting. I mean, yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Lots and lots of puke in this movie. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, if you notice when Linda Blair is actually on the giant salad, she has the, the, the soup already on her top sort of thing. So I'm going continuity, you know? Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And cue some lame-ass visual jokes, including lick me, lick me, as Nancy turns into a giant ice cream cone. Oh, God. Uh, it's a cunnilingus move. Oh, God. Which is a, a, re- <laughs> God. Which is a reference to the masturbating crucifix stuff. So, mm-hmm. And, of course, the cutting the wires as she's floating above the bed. The anti-gravity hole. That's illegal, Mean Gene. Yep. <laughs> That I liked. I liked that where he where he he cut the the string that she was floating up on, trying to tell Father Luke that it was just a, a bunch of special effects mm-hmm. and trickery. Yeah. What would you know about legal being? Uh, what would you know about illegal moves? Uh, uh, what's his name? Jesse. And Jesse. he goes pokes him in the eye. And he pokes him. <laughs> which I actually yeah. liked. Anyway, on to the many many quick changes as Linda Blair snaps her fingers or blinks her eyes and and Father May I changes from. Different whole person, different whole person, up to Rambo. What the fuck was Rambo? And then she does that, and he turns into Rambo, but like like super pumped up with muscles, and then 
uh, Mean Gene says, steroids aren't allowed in uh, wrestling anymore, Jess. Or any less, Gene. Yeah, any less, Gene. And did the writers watch... Sorry, did the writer of Shocker watch this and take notes? I mean, think about it. You have an evil spirit jumping up the TV and mm-hmm. body hopping. Hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Although, although, uh, their, although their, their body hopping joke was kind of funny because when... Uh, Luke jumps on uh, on Linda Blair and he says, take me, take me. And then they switch bodies, but they don't just switch bodies. Luke is now wearing the blue dress and Linda <laughs> Blair is in his outfit. And yes. the first thing, of course, Luke does is he fills up his breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, nice tits. And, and cue the transvestite body jumping scene as Luke is possessed. Then may I? And then back to Nancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I love when Les Nielsen is possessed and he tries to rape Nancy. Which is a mm-hmm. bit much, but the way he does it is just ridiculous. I mean, well, it, uh, it, it's a great visual gag. I mean, it just, you know, whatever, serious subject. But the way it gets away with it is he literally just jumps on her and they're just rolling back and forth on the bed. But what makes that scene extra funny is Linda Blair is literally just screaming, but just flapping her arms, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, making no attempt to get away. Yeah, but should say she's dressed in a priest's outfit and Les mm-hmm. Nelson is under the blue dress. So yeah. there we are. <clears throat> Glass I cleaned up. Onto the water chucking scene, which got a chuckle out of me even to this day. I love that. But he threw hey, the wa- you miss me. The, mm. the water stuff. Yeah, every time he threw the holy water on the on the on her, she would just ha he missed me. And then off camera, a big pot thing of water would come and hit Luke. <laughs> yeah, that that's what gets me to to this day, and that's just so uh missed again. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's Linda Blair's. You know, I'm having fun with this. I mean, there's another one. What what is it? A uh, Leslie Nielsen says, "Leave Luke alone." She's like, "Oh, come on, Dan. Can't he come out and play?" <laughs> Tomorrow's a school night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they have failed exorcism after Nancy tries to kill Mei with a picture of his mother with some guy. And he has a, a holy heart attack. And Luke brings out the, the paddles of holy shit. <laughs> on it. Yeah. That brings him back to life. And of course, there's a fart joke because of course there is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why wouldn't it be a fart joke? <laughs> oh, God. So that brings us, as I said, they're now down and out. They go, what else does the devil hate? We've tried sex, drugs and rock and roll. And she goes, rock and roll? I hate rock and roll. And this starts the... Devil in a blue dress, which is a fucking long way for one visual joke, isn't it? I mean, for crying out Yeah, they play like the whole like three minute song, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, May I jumps from Billy Idol to Robert Palmer to Elton John to Michael Jackson. All the while, lip syncing badly. God, lip syncing is terrible on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I do say that I, I did have a uh, I was busting up laughing. This is when my wife came home. She came home like during the. I think she came, she came home during the ice cream cone lick me scene, and um, she laughed at that because she thought it was just so absurd. But we were both laughing when just seeing Leslie Nielsen dressed as Robert Palmer mm-hmm. singing with a bunch of nuns behind him and like you know mascara and lipstick. Yes, the addicted to love um, mm-hmm. set up. Yeah, yeah. Sad I knew that off the top of my head. Uh, and that sends the devil back to hell because apparently he or she doesn't like rock and roll. Okay then, so what was the whole satanic panic stuff in the fucking 70s and 80s then? Moving on. Just so now because. Yeah, just because. Yeah, just blame, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Black Sabbath or that one, yeah, you know, so. Hmm. Yeah. 
Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. So now sit back to hell. Uh, May I has Nancy as a guest speaker at a college, and they both spew over the nerdy student. The ends, all that stuff, you know. I mean. Well, I I did kind of like that joke because what was like it was at the very end they bring in oh here's Nancy to tell the story and then the the nerd guy he raises up his hand what does he say he's like how do you expect do you really expect us to believe all of this horse shit and then they yeah. puke on him uh, yeah spew on him yeah yeah although apparently Linda Blair is in the front row next to him dressed in a different outfit but I've seen this movie about seventeen times twenty times I have never actually noticed her in the front row so I have never noticed that either hmm interesting. So, that was Repossessed, a so-bad-it's-good early 90s comedy. However, most of the jokes do not land. Listen, Nielsen walks through this bloody thing. The visual stuff is in the vein of Naked Gun, but doesn't work. Linda Blair's makeup is beyond cheap. It's a five-bucks freight wig from fucking Spirit Halloween with green makeup. Looks <laughs> like more like a bloody Hawks preaching daughter than the devil. So, I don't know what else to say about this. What would you say? Okay, yeah. all right, here we go. Leslie Nielsen, like you said, phones it in. Mm-hmm. He he puts in no effort. But, you know, a lot of the jokes are lame. There is that really, really boring middle half when Luke's just trying to prepare. But Linda Blair is so much fun, especially the last 20 minutes. I know you just shit on the makeup. I like the, the, the cheap look of the makeup with the, with the cracked skin. And Ned Beatty makes this movie so yeah it still sucks but i had i i did have a decent amount of fun with it okay then on to the scoring since eric and i like a bit of a drink it is based in booze the higher the number the more booze you need to enjoy the movie one star being one beer two stars being a six pack three stars being an 18 pack four stars being a keg and five stars being a bottle of whiskey or scotch I'm going to give this thing one large bottle of beer because this is kind of stupid, but fun stupid. You know, I mean, it's what, an hour and 20 something minutes. It's, it just mm. flies past. So it's one large beer. So what would you give it? Oh, this is tough because like I said, the beginning is fun. The middle sucks so bad. But the last 20 minutes to me is pure gold. Ned Beatty is fantastic. Linda Blair is fantastic. Uh, well, since you, since in our shocker episode, you're kind of a dick and you said I couldn't do three and a half. I had to do four. <laughs> I do not want to go that route and give this a four because I enjoy Ned Beatty and Linda Blair so much. So I'm going to give it a three. I enjoy the last 20 minutes so much. Because of Linda Blair's performance. Love Nate Beatty in this uh, so much. I'm just going to go ahead and give it a straight three. Because I don't think it deserves a four. And if I can't do halves, I'll be nice and give it a three. But that middle part, you know, from Luke learning to to be, you know, to get his confidence through the whole gym sequence is a chore to get through. But I'll be nice and give it a three. Yeah, okay then. Okay, like I say, it's one large bottle of beer. The biggest mm-hmm. bottle of beer you can get, that'll do. <laughs> that's, yeah. probably six, that's probably a six-pack in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, give us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. Check out my other podcast. Here's Johnny's reviews on Podbean. Also, check out Eric's second 
podcast, Two Bearded Losers on Anchor. Follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And you can follow Eric on. I am uh, at movies underscore beer 365. Okay. You can also follow us on Twitter at Schlocky Horror or Instagram, Schlocky underscore pod. Now, next podcast is one of my all-time favourite B-movies, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Very, very excited to revisit this one. I'm a huge, huge Elvira fan. Love the puns. Love everything else that comes with Elvira, but I'm sure we'll discuss that in the video or in the episode. Yeah, exactly. All I can say is, Eric, how's your head? Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, remember... I'm not a podcaster. I just play one online. Bye. Bye, Fufu. (laughs) Oh, God.